On today's episode of Singalapur, here are some of the topics we might be discussing. Singalapur itself, it's a small city in a region of southern India. We're going to be talking about um, uh, one of the Kennedys. We're going to be talking about how to get away with murder. Our famous segment is continuing, and this time we're getting into some of the details and writing down some of our plans. We just need a, at this point, I feel like we just need a target, and um, and that's it, really. I'm thinking a family member. Anyway, uh, that's what's in today's episode. We hope you enjoy. Um, I love you. I love you too. Wait, was that me? Was that for me? That was for the audience. The loyal, the loyal listeners, Dan. The loyal listeners. Hey, thanks, loyal listeners. Oh, and there's going to be a magic trick. Oh, yeah, the mystery. But it's Wait. not what you think. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you just revealed the mystery. Oh, uh, there might be a magic trick there. Now it's still kind of a mystery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to talk about this podcast and uh this podcast is called singalapore and it's based on our very first wikipedia article that we stumbled on and uh (laughs) i don't know about you but someday i'd i'd love to travel to there i think that would be amazing it would be amazing based on the research i did uh, as per the assignment, which yeah, we I had an assignment, any, but it looked, it looks very interesting. Yeah. Um, I found uh, that uh, right next to Singalapur, the small village in the state of Karnataka, is uh, a larger city called Gokak. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. And there's this really cool temple called Malakarjun Temple. That's like They're a, itching for a show. It's a, they're itching for a show. It's a good space. <laughs> I like this idea of like, but we continue to research this place and we go there when it feels right. Sure. You know, like, I don't know. Sure. I don't even know what this means, but it's, it's like a lofty idea. <laughs> You know, it would be, I'll say it, fucking crazy. Yeah. But I'm not against it. Um, yeah, totally for it. Um, This temple is uh, on like a large plateau and they have like pictures online and stuff. People say, you know, Ooh. it's a great place to go for your morning walk. Watch the sunset. Aww. It looks, it looks super beautiful. Um. God. I have I have more, but Tim, what did you what did you find out? We our assignment Basically, was to research Singapore more, uh, because we're more. <laughs> we're because yeah, I think I think that's necessary. Well, yeah, I basically what was interesting to me was the just I like to see things geographically, so I kind of just went on Google Maps and was just poking around, and Singapore is very 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 small the it's like a little village like you were saying just off to the side of gokak yeah um 
It has an electronics store <laughs> and like two temples <laughs> that are they're not listed online, but Oh yeah, I like, had a I had a hard time looking up. That one on the river looks really like it would be pretty cool. It's like on a little peninsula kind of thing. Seems right wild. where the right where the river forks. But there's like yeah, I couldn't Maybe. find any pictures either. Just load this baby up again. Um But Tim Did you be in Singapore? No. No. That's what it always says. No, Singapore. Singapore. It's a. Is this a very hipster kind of thing? Like, oh, you've probably never heard of it. It's really hard to research <laughs> online. <laughs> it kind of is a hipster thing, but it's like, no, it's it's so obscure. Yeah. And turns out and to be a really interesting way. place too. The more yeah. you dive into it, yeah. Oh yeah. But Tim, Uh-oh, did now you I'm see three D? There's a big mountain. You know what I? Oh, I never even thought to put it in 3D maps. There's these weird mountainous mounds around. Oh, it's all kind of in this little valley. But this Tim, cool. Tim, Tim. Yes. Did you? Go for Dan. Did you see? There's a bridge. <gasps> I did. Nine, I saw it in pictures. It's, it's not a nine-turn bridge, but yeah, it looks like a cool bridge. The Shingalpur Bridge Gokak. Oh my god. Yep. Do you see that one? I saw it in pictures. It looked so cool. Assuming this is the same one. Oh, wait. This is crazy that we would just see a place like this randomly on Wikipedia. It has like, it's like one of those one sentence Wikipedia articles where there's like 10,000 of these little tiny articles. It's like, this is a small town and so and so. And you're like, please, when I click the random button, I wanted to learn about nine turn bridges. I didn't want to learn about not learn about some random small village but now that we're looking it up yeah god damn <laughs> and it's crazy too the pictures i saw of this place some of them okay. are videos that, that people have uploaded and it's tons of flooding which makes sense because there's a monsoon season much of the year or, or like there's a very large monsoon season so flooding like that happens in South India, which I didn't really even think about until I saw these pictures and videos. Right, right. It's yeah. crazy. It says, yeah, sometimes this bridge, the Shingalapur Bridge Gokak, is sometimes underwater. That is crazy. Yeah. And that makes sense. I wonder if there's like a longitudinal thing where you get oh, similar cool. weather patterns like from the other side of the world. Well, anyways... um. I have I have one more find that's uh, that's kind of fun, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but uh, do you have do you have any other finds in your research? big finds? No, but I was just shocked because I I mean I don't know much of the world. I don't go on Google Maps and look very closely at tons of places, but I do it every once in a while. I just look in random places, um, yeah. and I was shocked at how sort of beautiful. Um, and cool and like, you know, you find the similarities between yourself and, and people across the world. There's just a lot more similarities than I would think there would be. Yeah. There's just people yeah, there. Yeah, truly. Just people living. People yeah. like me. Yeah. And like, and yeah, it's people beautiful. Do, yeah. The pictures of that cool temple on, on that plateau, that, uh, oh, what was it called? The temple on the plateau just outside of Gokak. Mm-hmm. And again, we're probably butchering, I'm probably butchering all these names, but um, 
That's not on purpose or anything. I also found uh, the Chitra Talkies. It's a movie theater. Okay. A one-screen movie theater. Yes. Did you did you see the that? The Talkies. The Talkies. I, d- I saw it, but I, I didn't um, look too closely. But yeah, like that was... Um... It's that's funny too because I was a film and media major in yeah. college and uh, studied uh, Indian cinema at one yes. point. And it's incredible. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Of course, the talkies." That's like when when cinema was first getting going. The instead of the movies, the talkies. Yeah. And it makes sense that a nation that's also obsessed with cinema, um, India, would uh-huh. have talkies everywhere across the country. Yeah. Rad. Yeah, I thought that I, didn't, I, didn't I was like that closely, yeah. <laughs> when I had when I had difficulty like researching uh, this area just by googling. I I also went on to Google Maps, and when I saw the Shitra uh, talkies, I was like, oh shit, Tim and his film major. He probably has some things to say about that. God um, damn. I mean, I have a a small story about. Monsoon season and Indian cinema. Oh, rad. There's a movie called, I think it's called Mother India. Um, it's also, that's also like an idea, but wait, here we go. Mother India. Yep. That's the name of the movie. Oh my God. I'm looking it up. And, um, it's a 1957 Indian epic drama film. So there's like a genre of, Indian films. We we all know Bollywood, which is like singing and dancing and marriage. But there's a, another type, which is um, there's many types, but one of them is like to tell the entire story of a character's life. So like the movies are super long, and they start when the character is a kid, and they end when they're an old person. Oh. Um, and Mother India is like that. It's about the story of this kid who grows up on like a farm, probably somewhere near where we're talking about, somewhere in mm. South India. Mm-hmm. And um, d- just a very uh, a scene that sticks out to me. The movie's called Mother India, and in India, there's like a big emphasis on um, the mother being an important figure, um, an important role in the yeah. family, um, pro- a much larger role, I think, than than mothers in other places. But uh-huh. you know, moms. I love my mom. Um, I think I think uh, <clears throat> I but, think the family is a big thing in general with their culture right yeah for sure yeah yeah but let me tell you this this uh-huh. scene that sticks out in my mind is the the whole family is like kind of falling apart throughout the movie the father runs away because he becomes maimed by some something in the fields and so he like runs away from the family and the kids are like growing up and trying to figure it out and it, it's one monsoon season they're like poor and starving and the poorest and the starvingest they've ever been and their entire house is flooded. There's so much water because it's monsoon season and they're sitting up on this little shelf in their house and the shelf is breaking. So the mother gets in the water and holds the family up that her two kids up with her own shoulder. She stands the waters up to her neck and she's standing in the water, holding up this shelf for them all to sit on. And then a snake starts swimming by. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I, it eventually goes away, but... Oh. Um, fucking crazy. I thought she was going to have to, like... made me think of. She's, like, trying to... She, she would have to, like, 
fend off that snake. It just it. goes by. <laughs> she eats. She just takes a big she chomp. She chews out it up, it. spits it baby bird style into her kids' mouths. That's like it's like one of those lives. Um, that's like in 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 Western culture, we have the stories of mothers lifting up a car to save their children. That yes, right. Yeah, we don't got shit on this lady. She's holding up this yeah, she's shelf like, full of kids and chomping on snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking about that, and that's so interesting because that kind of makes sense for where we're looking. Uh huh. Pretty wild, and I, there's tons of farms around, but but there's farms all over the world like this where like right, yeah, we're looking slightly north on the map. Private private farmlands. farmlands. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if yeah, that's a word that... or if that actually means private. Yeah, I don't know what. I wonder what that actually means. Um, if it but is private, it's tons of farms. To you can just see it. Look into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can just see, like, like just yeah. Slightly to the right, you can see there's just miles and miles and miles of farms. So the um, uh, Chitra Theater has um, has reviews, Google reviews. Oh, really? <laughs> this, is a, this is another se- this is a segment that. that we are trying to get into. We'd, we'd read reviews. <laughs> sure. And that seems like a fun thing to do. Well, anyways, this one's great. The very first one is from Raju Raju, and he says... He says four stars. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, from. He's hyped. He's hyped. It's just from nine months ago, and he's in the theater with his. Uh, he's he posted some pictures, uh, and he's got his mask on. Uh, another one, Ashwini so Naik, says good sound quality, well behaved theater, <laughs> well behaved theater hosts. <laughs> Those ho- the other hosts at the other theaters are just wet and wild, rude, rude, wild. <laughs> uh, felt uh, very sappy, uh, sappy. Felt very happy and safe, safe, safe. Yeah. Oh, probably because of um, COVID. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. You know, good for them. She gave it five stars. Here's a three star. I was review. talking to a oh, customer yeah. service rep. Well, I was just going to say this, and um, yeah. I was like, we were like waiting for something. I don't know. My internet was restarting, whatever, and and then she, I think, maybe I was like, how are you doing or something? And she was like, oh, good. Like, every like people, a lot of people are getting vaccinated right now. And she was an Indian person. And I was like, damn, that's like what's happening here. It's so, I don't know. I'm, I'm just always impressed when, when far off places, um, you know, share similarities with somewhere close to home, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was just fascinating to me. And she was like, oh, yeah, it was, like, pretty scary for a while. And then, like, a bunch of people were getting vaccinated, so that's good, you know? Yeah, but, that's yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, somewhere from, like, just on the opposite. I guess it's easy to imagine the opposite side of the world to be completely alien, you know? That's, yes, like, the exactly. easy go-to. Um, but, uh, and it's so, uh, so much more... Um, it's like comforting or uh, reassuring, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, with all the division and everything in the world. What with the divisions and all that? Uh, Fayaz Hosali gave it three stars. This theater has good parking, a uh, good parking facility and also good toilets. <laughs> you can take a big old <laughs> shit in this theater. <laughs> what? No, he didn't say that. And outside, also the best tea shops. And oh, with shit. With my engineering friends, we enjoyed loat here. Thanks. I, th- I guess loat is uh, something that engineers like. 
Loat sounds like some kind of food. Friends enjoy loat. Loat. Funny. Um, that could possibly be. Is a, this the Chitra Talkies you're looking at? Yeah, the chi- it, it has a these Google reviews. People have gone there. It's a oh, small theater. Oh, it's I one screen. It. Oh, and another thing that's interesting. People, uh, these uh, these folks really like it for only showing um, movies in their language. Like they, you won't go there to f- watch the next Avengers movie, you know. And they're like, hell yeah, right, right. So that's that. I mean, that's fun. Um, okay, okay, okay. Good theater, whole family and friends, and everyone can enjoy. To enjoy movies with friends, this is the best theater. I mean, it sounds like they've got things pretty running pretty good over there, and that's great. That's yeah. just great to hear. So that's, right. <laughs> that's, a, that's the segment we're gonna. I think we'll do maybe not every episode, but we'll like keep checking in with Singalapore and and keep sure. looking into it and discover different things. I think you know the deep dive on Singalapore is something that I think is necessary for the podcast. Absolutely. And here we are, episode three. We're doing it. We found our footing. But well, now we got to move on. <laughs> we got to move on to the next segment. <laughs> Tim, uh, yes, it's the third part in the thirty-part series of how to commit and get away with a murder. Um, right. I'm, you know, by episode two, I was already feeling bad about it. I think you were too. Sure, but I think we could just lean into it. Maybe, uh, maybe the every odd episode we can really lean into really the uh, malicious nature <laughs> of murder. <laughs> You know, it, 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 as an intellectual discussion, just, um, I haven't really given it much thought, which I think is a good sign. <laughs> do, you, do you have any more notes on? <laughs> well, unlike you, I've been fixating. Oh, okay, good. Um, fascinated with the idea of getting away with murder. Getting away with murder being the, the point of fascination and not so much the actual murdering. Oh, well, of course that. That's fascinating, too. Watching the, <laughs> the life drain out of a man's face. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and feeling like God. <laughs> uh, how to get away with murder without... Uh, how to get away with murder in 10 days. How to get away with murder and um, alienating people. <laughs> yeah. How to get away with murder... In five easy steps, thirty easy steps. Look, these are all I think these are all let's separate see. ideas for the book title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sort of some of them are just parodies of other book titles. How to get away with murder and incredibly close. <laughs> A million little murders. <laughs> Fifty shades of murder. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So Different, yeah, yeah, basically. What I was thinking about just now is we haven't talked much on poisons. Oh, yeah. Well, what how would you let's see. There are certain poisons. Poison I've watched somebody. some I've watched some forensic files and uh, there are oh some my. poisons that are harder to um detect. Detect, yeah. Oh. So yeah. you you want to use one of those. Sure, start there. <laughs> you know 
with all this stuff, you know, sometimes I'm like, how would I do, how would I do this? If I wanted to do something absolutely crazy and then I'm like, well, I'd have to figure out how to get on the dark web. Oh yeah. How do you, (laughs) how do you, what, how, what, how do you get on the dark web? Do you go into private search mode? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just open up a new tab and hope nobody looks. Yeah. Um, Google dark web and then like delete your history really quick. There you go. (laughs) I'm going there now. Oh God. Oh God. Are you, do you know how to get on the dark web? I know how I've never actually been. You have to like do something with your IP address or something. You're, you have to do a VPN or something, right? Well, that is recommended for Uh sure. Right. But, um, it just like, you know, Chrome or Firefox those are browsers that browse the websites that are cataloged. So even large and small websites across the net are cataloged, but there are unlisted websites, and you need a browser that you can type in a specific address for, and that's, there's a browser, I think it's called Tor, T-O-R. And, Tor. You, uh, and if you know the address of... For instance, the Silk Road. Ooh, what's then you that? can just type that in, and then all of a sudden you're browsing a website that is unlisted everywhere else. Oh wow! Yep. Oh and then, okay. Then there's tons of websites like I don't know, you know, but you'd have to like, you know, you you couldn't just search for them. You would have to right. know the address. So the um, uh, the different they don't operate on a different internet. They operate same internet. A- same internet, different address, different type of address. Yep. They're just unlisted. Oh. All right. Well, there yep. you go, folks. Uh, go ahead and look up all go. the uh, crazy crimes that you want to do and how to. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, man, this should have been part 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably go on there and buy a bunch, buy some poison. I'd have to look right. up, of course, what kind of poisons do what, you yeah. know. But and how would you slip it in? Out. Would you do food, drink? That's the big question, right? An eye dropper. Because the point of a poison is that you won't be around when the person dies. Right. You know? Uh-huh. So what am I going to do? Some, you know, and who am I trying to murder? That's a big question, too. Yeah. You know? I think a I'm going to murder... A stranger? I think I'm going to murder my dog barking in the background right now. Okay. So that would be easy. You could probably just do that and no one would bat an eye. You just say, oh, he was run over or whatever. He was run over by some poison. <laughs> he eats the same food every day in the bowl, so you just poison that. And, you know, oh, so if, if so, since poison is like an easier way, and we've kind of just busted the formula on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with we the, with busted the, the formula. Yeah, we busted the formula with the dark web on that. Um, then we have to pick a, a harder target. Right. So, like a, uh, sure. yeah, someone with bodyguards. Okay. First, you got to poison the bodyguards. Right. Give them some sleeping powder. That way, it doesn't uh-huh. look like poison. That doesn't look like a kill. Yeah. And then the sleeping, guy who's sleeping, guarding. What's sleeping powder? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, give them some fentanyl. I don't know. <laughs> I know just as much as much about fentanyl as I do about sleeping powder. <laughs> it's like an opioid. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, that'll get do him, it. Get them fucking addicted to heroin real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 
when Jeff Bezos walks outside and they're all sleeping, he goes, you damn guards. That's when you run <laughs> up and poison him. <laughs> sleeping on the job again. Here I am just trying to have my day on my rocket. My bodyguards falling asleep on the job. The podcast is going to be flagged on like iTunes. It's going to be like, uh-oh, they're trying to get away with murder. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it's a comedy podcast. This is all funny. Right. And also we're talking about in a video game. In a video game. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say the context. Yeah, how to get away with murder in a video game. Right, that's right. Yeah. Are you ready for my Wikipedia? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So for this one, I think, you know, you usually like to uh, follow along, look it up and follow along with me. I will. But I th- I think this one has such crazy twists and turns, I th- I think maybe, you- maybe you'd enjoy it just listening. I love this. I'm you, down. Do you like that? You're into that? Okay, cool. I'm into that. Because we're going to talk about Kathleen Cavendish, Marchioness of Harrington. You lost me. Also known as Kick Kennedy. No idea what you're talking about. Kathleen, yeah. Kathleen Agnes Kennedy was born in Brookline, Massachusetts, the fourth child and second daughter of Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. and Rose Kennedy. She was nicknamed Kick because of her irrepressible nature. <laughs> to kick? I think she she they named her Kick like uh because she had an irrepressible nature. She was, you know, she was feisty. Her nature couldn't be repressed. Yeah. So they, when she was born, when when she, well, she was, when she was born, I guess they named her Kathleen, but when, <laughs> when, when they got to know her better as a, as a kid, they were like, okay, we're We got a nickname for you. We're going to name you after one of these. One of, the, one of those. We're going to name you Kick. Cause I guess also a kick has a. <laughs> It's sort of an has an irrepressible nature about it. <laughs> <laughs> but Kathleen was especially close to her older brother John F. Kennedy, known as Jack. Okay. Her other siblings, Joseph P. Kennedy Jr., Rosemary Kennedy, Eunice Kennedy, Shriver, Patricia Kennedy, Lawford, Ted Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, and Jean Kennedy Smith. Big family, you know, they <laughs> this is a big Big family. And Kathleen Kennedy actually was, uh, is like the forgotten Kennedy. Really? Um, yeah. She was educated at Riverdale County School at the Riverdale section of the Bronx, New York City. She also attended Noraton Convent of the Sacred Heart of Noraton, Connecticut. As a child, Kathleen was very athletic and played football with her brothers. And... Her optimism and high spirits attracted many suitors, some of whom were Jack's closest friends. When Kathleen attended the Riverdale uh, Country School, her mother did not approve of the male attention she attracted and sent her to the all-girls Norton Convent of the Sacred Heart. Eventually, Kathleen started to date and had her first serious relationship with Peter Grace, an heir to W.R. Grace and Company. You know, so, you know, they're all high rollers. They're all, you know. I don't know who Peter Grace is. 
Me neither. And it doesn't really matter. We're talking about kick. Oh, baby. We're, we're talking about kick. Kick. Um, so then we get into like, this is, this is around the World War II time. So following the German invasion of Poland and the outbreak of World War II in September 1939, Kick, who okay. was staying at the family home in the south of France, had to rush to England with her friend Janie Kenyon Slaney. Some of these names, even though, I don't know. Janie Kenyon Slaney. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just a crazy name. It's great. The Kennedy family, it's great. What do you, how do you like it? I do. Okay, good. The Kennedy family, <laughs> the Kennedy family, to save Joseph and daughter Rosemary, returned to the United States. Kathleen, having become very fond of England and the many friends she had made during her two years there, petitioned her parents to remain in London in spite of the oncoming danger. However, she was overruled by her father and sailed back home in the early fall of 1939. So, Kathleen, kick. She was grumpy about it. She, yeah, she made a lot of friends in England. And uh, that comes Finally. in. That comes in later. She goes back to America, and like that's not where she thrives. You know, she she no. likes the England. Uh, she likes scene. being over the pond. Over the pond, yeah. She's an over the pond lady. But that's like she likes and big we'll, bends, and we'll get into this later here in a second. But uh, the the Kennedys were Roman Catholics, and they that's like. The <laughs> it's it's wrong for a Roman Catholic to associate with and and uh like become a like English Catholic, the Church of Church of Church oh. of England type of person, and so oh. like and her mom you know Rose her mom was like super not into that but we'll get into that later I just wanted to. Okay. A little breadcrumb. Get some context of like her, yeah, her wanting to stay in England is, and her like making friends there is already throwing up red flags for the family, and the family's like, okay, our well, Jesus. <laughs> um. So in 1943, seeking a way to return to England, Kathleen signed up to work in a center for servicemen set up by the Red Cross. During her time in England, both before and particularly during the war. She grew increasingly more independent from her family and the Roman Catholic Church to which they belonged. During this time, Kennedy began a romantic relationship with politician William Cavendish, oh. Marquess of Harrington, oh my. usually known to his family and friends as Billy Harrington. He was the eldest son and heir apparent of the 10th Duke of Devonshire. Oh my. So yeah, she's going to be like marrying into royalty, basically, right? The two had met and begun a friendship when she moved to England when her father was appointed American ambassador. Uh, despite objections from her mother, Kennedy and Lord Harrington reunited upon her return to England. Rose, her mother, especially rejected their relationship because she saw that their marriage would break the laws of the Roman Catholic Church oh by allowing God. Kathleen's children to be raised in the Church of England Hello. rather than the Roman Catholic Church. Christ. You know, completely different religions. <laughs> Rose even tried to manipulate their relationship by keeping Kathleen away from Harrington and postponing a possible wedding. Regardless, Kathleen stubbornly Kathleen Kick oh. Kennedy stubbornly married Harrington on May 6, 1944 in a civil ceremony at the Caxton Hale Register office. Oh. 
Kathleen's eldest brother, Joseph P. Kennedy Jr., an officer of the United States Navy to whom she had grown close during the last year of his life uh, as he was serving in Britain, was the only member of the family to attend the ceremony. So her brother, (laughs) Joe, uh, who was serving in the military, was like, yeah, sure, cool, great. (laughs) <laughs> but everybody else, the whole, the whole rest of the huge family was like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> we ain't no Roman Catholic. We ain't no Church of England's. We're Roman Catholics. We're Roman Catholics. We're Roman Catholics. I don't know why you're sticking, they're sticking so hard to the Roman Catholic guns when, like, the Romans, the Romans don't really come out looking too good in history, do they? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I hate, like, the Romans killed Jesus, too. So Oops. if they're all Christians, then what is that? I don't. Sometimes I give this bullshit too much thought. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? So she gets married, and Joe, her brother, is like all about it. He's he's cool with it. Everybody else is like, fuck that. Kick, you're dead to us. No. Um, no. no. Not quite that much, Kick. but you know. Um, her second eldest brother, John, was still hop- hospitalized due to a back injury incurred on the motor torpedo patrol boat PT-109 in the South Pacific Ocean. I know it well. So, like, all these... It, I was really surprised that all of these Kennedys also served in the military and stuff. And like, oh, yeah. Were, were in World War II. I didn't know that before. I didn't know that either. So, um, on August 12, 1944, Joe, who was the only one to attend her wedding, was killed when his plane exploded over the English Channel during a top-secret bombing mission oh in Europe. Oh, my. And it's kind of weird, too, because you don't know how much of this is... They're all high rollers. They're, like, you know, a moneyed family. They're, like, they have the connections. Mm-hmm. So with connections comes, like, this uh, danger. And, like, if they're serving the military, they could make anything look like an accident. I don't know. That... I just start thinking about conspiracy theories whenever the Kennedys are involved, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So, uh, her brother Joe dies. Kathleen, now Marchioness of Harrington and uh, Lord Harrington, spent less than five weeks together before he went out to fight in France. Four months after their marriage and less than a month after Joe Jr. was killed, Harrington was killed by a sniper during a battle with the Germans in Belgium. No. Her so she's suddenly her like her brother dies, then then her husband dies. It's like she kick is cursed. She can't get a break aside from being filthy rich. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's poor rich girl. Um it is crazy. Uh yeah, it's it is crazy how much death is happening. I guess it makes sense. There's a war going on, and they're all in it. So. <laughs> um, um, with his family's blessing, uh, her her uh, dead husband, with, with his family's blessing, he was buried close to where he fell in battle. So, And his uh, younger brother, Lord Andrew Cavendish, who was married to Deborah Mitford and the famous Mitford sisters, thus became the heir apparent to the dukedom as Billy Harrington had left no heir. Um, 
popular on the Lo- London social circuit and admired by many of her high spirit many by her high spirits and wit, Lady Harrington eventually became romantically involved with the eighth Earl, Earl Fitzwilliam, who was in the process of divorcing his wife. So she was quick on to you know the dating uh, dating circuit. Well, you know, you don't want to stay single. <laughs> um. So Kathleen's time in Britain during her father's term as an ambassador when she was younger dramatically influenced the remainder of her so. life. While living in England, she was educated in London at Queen's College and quickly cultivated a wide circle of friends, both male and female. In British high society, she dated Ro- David Rockefeller and was declared the debutante of 1938 by the English media when she made her debut at the Queen Charlotte's <laughs> Ball. And the Queen Charlotte's Ball is a whole other Wikipedia article that I <laughs> stumbled on. Uh, because of this one, and this is pretty, pretty great. The Queen Charlotte's Ball. This is 1938. 1938. Queen Charlotte's Ball. Yeah, she won. Oh, my God. Uh... The Queen Charlotte's Ball is an annual British debutante ball. The ball was founded in 1780 by George III as a birthday celebration in honor of his wife, Charlotte of mecklenburg Strelitz, Macklemore. For whom the ball is named. Macklemore, Macklemore, Macklenburg, Macklenburg, for whom the ball is named. So they just went with Charlotte, Queen Charlotte, because the other part is... A little tough. A little tough. Queen Charlotte. Um, The Queen Charlotte's ball originally served as a fundraiser for the Queen Charlotte's and Chelsea Hospital. The annual ball continued after Queen Charlotte's death in 1818, but was criticized by the British royal family in the 1950s and 60s and folded in 1976. So it's not happening anymore. It was revived in the 21st... Oh, wait. (laughs) It was revived in the 21st century, actually, by Jenny Hallam Peel, a former debutante, who shifted its focus from entertaining high society to teaching business skills, networking and etiquette, and fundraising for charities. This is... This next part is the weirdest part of oh no debutantes being presented curtsy to a large birthday cake in honor of queen charlotte (laughs) i just imagine the new the new debutantes who are like hey i'm new here uh what are we doing now bow to the cake what Bow down to the cake. Bow? Bow down? To Pretty the to, bow. To the cake? It's important. Why? You're not one of those fucking Roman Catholics, are you? Oh, oh God. They found me out. Bow down. I forgot they're probably all obnoxiously British. They are, yeah. This whole thing is You've got probably... to bow down to the fucking cake, mate. <laughs> Oh, please, I'm new here. I couldn't, I shan't curtsy to a cake. You bow down to it. It's Queen Charlotte's cake. That's Queen Charlotte's cake, isn't it? Queen Charlotte's cake. Queen Charlotte of Macklenburg Sterlitz cake. I'm going to put some tags. (laughs) So, fast forward uh, to Kathleen's widowhood. Um... And uh, then she uh, she quickly uh, gets back into the dating circle, and now she's with uh, the eighth Earl Fitzwilliam, 
And uh, once again, Rose, her mother, expressed her disapproval of her daughter's suitor and warned Kathleen that she would be disowned and cut off financially if she married Lord Fitzwilliam. In May 1948, Kathleen learned that her father would be traveling to Paris in an effort to gain uh, and in an effort to gain his consent for her upcoming plans to marry Fitzwilliam, she decided to fall, fly to Paris to meet her father. On May 13, 1948, Lady Harrington and Lord Fitzwilliam were flying from Paris to the French Riviera for a vacation aboard a de Havilland DH-104 Dove. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they're. <laughs> it's really cute. They're on a dove. <laughs> at three thirty, I heard. <laughs> at three thirty in the afternoon, their plane took off, reaching an altitude of ten thousand feet, approximately one hour into the down? flight. What's that? One hour. Okay, hold on. Three thirty. I'm writing this down. <laughs> okay. Three thirty. Okay. Take two, notes. They're ten thousand feet. Three. One p.m. One hour in. Okay. Approximately one hour into the flight, radio contact was lost with the plane when it entered Uh-oh. the region near Vienna, which was also close to the center of a storm. The plane's four occupants endured 20 minutes of severe turbulence, which bounced their small plane up and down as much as several thousand feet at a time. <gasps> when they finally cleared Whoops. the clouds, they instantly discovered the plane was in a dive and moments away from impact. They attempted to pull up, the stress of the turbulence, coupled with the sudden change of direction, tore loose one of the wings, followed by both engines, and finally the tail. The plane's fuselage then spun into the ground seconds later, coming to rest nose down in a ravine after striking terrain at Plateau du Coron near Saint Basile, Plateau du Coron, France. Lady Harrington was instantly killed, along with Fitzwilliam, the pilot Peter Townshend, and the navigator Arthur Freeman. Her father was the only she, family member. Was she okay? <laughs> <laughs> After she was instantly killed? Yeah, that sounds like might not have been so good. Her father was the only family member to attend the funeral. Whoops. Which was arranged by the Devonshires. And Rose Kennedy, her mother, had refused to attend her daughter's funeral, instead entering a hospital for medical reasons. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, your daughter, she is dead, died in a plane crash. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go because um, out of protest and also I need to go to the hospital really bad. For what? What's... What's going on? My what, something wrong? Grief. Oh, grief. Oh, you know, everybody just goes through grief. They don't usually go to the hospital for grief. Hook me up to the IV. I need it. You don't, you're not crying or anything. Are you sure it's grief? I'm dying. Are you sure it's not this just, uh, you, you think that your daughter's funeral is getting too much attention and you want more attention than your dead daughter? I would like monster? a bit more attention, being a Kennedy and all, and also <laughs> I would like, I've recently become addicted to opioids. <laughs> Please. So that's the story of, uh, Kick, Kathleen Kick Kennedy, the forgotten wow. Kennedy. 
pretty wild stuff. Wild, wild, crazy wild stuff. That stuff was crazy and wild. Now here's Elvis with the hits. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff is crazy because I'm like, you know, what was her life like on a day-to-day basis? You know, like what was she doing on last Tuesday kind of thing, you know? Oh, we hear these details where it's like, and then her brother was murdered. It's not like every day she woke up. and ha- I mean, this just goes for, in general, historical recounts of people's lives. You know. She seems, you know, yeah. she's rich. What was she doing? Hanging out at the house? Drinking tea all day? Oh, my God. I mean, I think there's, like, a lot of charity events that you go to that are just excuses to drink with other rich people and stuff. And, <laughs> like, those, are, those are all their friends, you know? Uh, and that's... It's not like they have a work week, so you say you say Tuesday. Well, she was what was she doing on a Tuesday? Might as well be Saturday for people like that, you know. Damn. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bro. Me too, man. Tuesday, Saturday, yeah. Same <laughs> thing. Well, Tim, do you have a uh, do you have a mystery for us? Ooh, a little mystery for the folks. Yeah, I'm gonna describe a magic trick, <laughs> and then you tell me if your mind was blown. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So basically, pick a like you would be picking a card out of a out of the deck. So go ahead. All right. Okay. And then look at it, memorize it. Okay. Look at it. Okay. Memorize now it. slide it Wait, anywhere into I, the deck. Can I pick a different card? This one's a little too vague. <laughs> can I try again? It's too vague? What's on the card? Show me. Oh, I can't see it. I wasn't ready. I have to get my imagination like going. Okay, let me... Hold on, hold on. Okay, let me reshuffle. Can we shuffle... Just shuffle this vague one back into the deck. I know, I know. Deck. I need to do something else. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, Um. go ahead. Pick a card, any card. Okay. All right, all right. I can't, but I can't think about it before I pick the card. Right. Okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to pick this one. Sure. Okay. Uh, I got it. Okay. You, are you looking at it, do you see? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Slide it anywhere into the deck. Okay. There you go. Okay. Push it all the way in. Uh-huh. There. Good. How's that? Okay. Now I'm going to put it behind my back and Whoa. flick the top of the deck from behind. Whoa. And pull it out in front. Um, and crap, it seems as if you're, like, let me fan out these cards here, Uh-huh. and they're all face down, but what's the one card that's face up? Whoa. Oh, shit. That's your, is that your card? Yeah. Look at that. So you can imagine that being pretty impressive if we were doing that in real life. Wow. Yeah. That was amazing. Yep. So, yeah, pretty cool, huh? I uh, maybe. <laughs> I love this bit, Tim. I love the I love the bit, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give you what? I'm gonna give you five guesses at what what you what uh, what do you picture that face up card is? And if you get it in five, I get five if you, guesses. If you get, well, if you get it on the first one, that would be that would be the trick. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Let me think. All right. 
It's a little unfair because I did take out some cards and then put them... Well, I took out one card. Right. I imagined myself taking out another card, too, before I picked out the final... <laughs> you have it in your mind which one it is? Yeah, yeah. I had it when I picked picked it out. Is it the Jack of Diamonds? <gasps> the... It's not. Was it the Jack of Hearts? No. <sighs> not Jack of Diamonds. Not Jack of Hearts. Do you have? Do you have another guess? Jack of Spades. <laughs> you have two more guesses. Uh, Jack of Clubs. Yeah. That was it. Really? Yeah. It's just that easy. That is. That was, I mean, that was kind of crazy that you you said Jack of Diamonds <laughs> as your first guess, and you only have five guesses. Right. That was that was pretty. I mean, there's the magic trick right there. There you go. That was all planned. <laughs> now that I've got my wizard robe, I can start doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, for the listeners, Tim is wearing a wizard's robe. That's a Italian wool. <laughs> Why did you need this? Um, because my desire to get it was greater than my desire to not to not have it. <laughs> I had an incredible pull to man. You're like a to get one. You're like a Kennedy. You're like a Kennedy. That's right. You can just get whatever you want at the drop of a hat. I your wish. every whim. My every whim. No, just yeah. one whim, and every couple of years, you know. Well, let's go. That's uh, that's the end of this episode. Okay. Tim, any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, oh, the little doggy next door took a little run. Um, any final thoughts? Um, Singapore, get ready because we are we're coming in hot. We're gonna rent out uh, one of these temple things, and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're going to have like a big live podcast with our whole Singapore family. Um, we're going to do it during monsoon season to really kind of get nice and wet. And um, yeah, maybe we'll take a walk as a group to one of these bridges, see what happens. Yeah. interesting to learn a bit more about just what all like Bella oh yeah Bella Gavi district is um is the district inside of Karnataka the state and uh Bella Gavi is a- actually goes by another name um Bella Bella Gum, I think like G-A-U-M um I saw elsewhere but I'm not on my phone anymore, so I'm just going off memory. I accidentally started looking at flora and fauna, and I, and I started getting scared of tigers. <laughs> you started getting scared? Man, I've been scared of tigers for a while now. That's probably healthy. Fuck. I should have been scared of them a long time. Yeah. What? <laughs>